You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This one's for Pat. The ball is free. Denver's got it. Touchdown, Denver. Here's your host of Locked On Broncos, NFL analyst Cody Rourke. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Locked On Broncos. I am your host, Cody Rourke, columnist over at PredominantlyOrange.com, covering all things orange and blue related, and NFL analyst covering the National Football League and the Denver Broncos. You can catch me on Twitter, at Cody Rourke NFL, where I engage in daily NFL conversations, Denver Broncos conversations, and anything in sports in general. We talk about over there, at Cody Rourke NFL. You can also follow the Locked On Broncos podcast on Twitter, at Locked On Broncos. And today, we're going to be breaking down picks 24 through 19 on our predominantly orange Denver Broncos top 30 players of all time list. And I tell you what, like I said yesterday, I thought yesterday's episode went very, very well. We reviewed 30 through 25. So if you missed yesterday's episode, you don't know the the first, you know, the last, you know, of the top 30. There are your guys there from 30 to 25. We started off with Al Wilson, went to Jake Plummer, went to Demarcus Ware, went to Mark Schlereth and Elvis Doomerville, and then we finished off with Frank Tripuca. So that's obviously a big thing. We got 24 through 19 here today on Lockdown Broncos. Also retweeted the interview that I did with uh, Steve Atwater, Ryan Edwards over there at Orange and Blue 760, first and 10 at 10. Very, it was fun. I, I really enjoyed that, just talking football with those guys. Obviously, Orange and Blue 760 is one of your premier on-the-go accesses for all Denver Broncos sports media that is live, and obviously combine that with with your podcast experience of Lockdown Broncos, wherever you're at. And now Lockdown Broncos is now on Google Podcast. Now Google just launched, if you're an Android listener, they launched the Google Podcast app. And now Lockdown Broncos is there for you as well. We're still on Spotify. We're still on iTunes. We're still doing a lot of great things. In the meantime, speaking of iTunes, Head over to iTunes right now. Leave a review of Lockdown Broncos. I've already seen everybody that's submitted it so far, even from last year's contests. If you leave your Twitter handle, you leave a review for Lockdown Broncos, you write a review, leave your Twitter handle, hashtag Lockdown Broncos contest, you're automatically entered into every single Lockdown Broncos contest giveaway that starts in September. We're giving away Denver Broncos apparel, memorabilia, and much more. So very, very, very excited about that and other NFL-related news before we get into our segment topic of the day. Picks 24 through 19 on the Denver Broncos top 30 players list of all time. Von Miller recently sat down with Nikki Javala of The Athletic, and he kind of said that he feels like he could play 10 more years in the National Football League, and if that's the case, you know, NFL, watch out. Tom Brady says he's going to play till 45, so as long as Tom Brady's there, I think Von Miller should definitely be there because, you know, I, I you could even see it on Instagram. Von Miller posted something from, you know, his kids camp that he did this past weekend, and Tom Brady commented on it because it was more so Von Miller in a cornerback stance, locking up a wide receiver, and Tom Brady said he wants him to play corner this year, you know, so those guys have a lot of mutual respect for me. Obviously, the top 100 list uh, for the NFL was concluded yesterday, Tom Brady obviously being number one, they put him there, Von Miller came Came in at ninth, and to be honest with you, with the season that the Denver Broncos had at five and eleven, 
number nine is not a bad place to be. He's a very dominant player. He's in there with some great, great names. Drew Brees had a phenomenal year. Todd Gurley had a phenomenal year. Le'Veon Bell, Julio Jones. You know, I the one that really surprised me, he had a very good year to start off, but then obviously with the ACL injuries, Carson Wentz came in at number three. I don't know how to feel about that. Not not too, you know, not entirely sure about how I feel about him being there. It's weird. Um, but then again, the NFL voting, even the NBA voting awards that they did last night, you know, obviously voting is very flawed today in professional sports. So don't really look too much into it. But, you know, Von Miller being in the top 10, he is a top 10 player, in my honest opinion, in the National Football League, you know, especially based on his position and what he's done. He's definitely deserved that right. So uh, he thinks he could play another 10 years. Obviously, he came in at number nine on the NFL top 100 list and I've got you covered right here my man Adam Mades, host of Locked On Nuggets he dropped a little news yesterday giving fans of the NBA community and of the sports world community in general an update about Nikola Jokic and his contract situation with the Nuggets looking to decline his player option and obviously they're going to be offering a max deal in July take a listen right here Adam Mades, Locked On Nuggets with the update on Nikola Jokic Hey everyone, this is Adam Mades of Locked On Nuggets here to give you a quick update on Nikola Jokic's contract extension. Sham Sharania of Yahoo Sports is reporting that the Denver Nuggets are prepared to offer Nikola Jokic a five-year, $146.5 million max contract extension that would keep him here in Denver until the 2023 season. Denver had the option of picking up the final year of, of Jokic's rookie scale contract worth roughly one and a half million dollars that would have saved Denver in the short term on their salary cap but it would allow Nikola Jokic to become an unrestricted free agent next summer given Denver's lack of luck in free agency both retaining their own players and grabbing new players on the open market this was a no-brainer for Denver being able to solidify Jokic as the cornerstone of their team going forward he remains underrated by a vast majority of NBA fans and even NBA analysts uh, he led the Denver Nuggets in points rebounds and assists. He shot 40% from behind the three-point line on three and a half attempts. He's one of the most efficient post-up players in the NBA, as well as one of the best offensive and defensive rebounders and an elite mid-range jump shooter. And the Nuggets were 10 points per 100 possessions better with him on the court than off, far and away the best mark of all of the players on the Nuggets roster. Denver now has a salary cap issue. Bringing back Will Barton for the mid-level ex- ex- extension alone would leave Denver with a massive tax bill far, far higher than you'd expect for a team that has yet to make it into con- the leap into contention, somewhere around $50 million in luxury tax payments alone. Kenneth Fareed, who is set to m- make $13.7 million next season, Wilson Chandler, $12 million, Darrell Arthur, $7.4 million, are all candidates for Denver to try to unload on a team with salary cap space because they are all large contracts in the final year of their deal, expiring contracts. For Kenneth Farid is the most likely player to be traded as he has been cut entirely from the rotation. Denver does have a large collection of players and draft picks to be able to sweeten the pot in any potential deal to get a team to bite on, on a trade for one of those players, including all of their first round picks in the upcoming drafts, as well as Juancho Hernan Gomez, Monte Morris, Malik Beasley, Trey Lyles, and Tyler Lydon, all young prospects with upside that a team might be willing to bite on. 
Jokic has been the lowest paid player on the Nuggets roster for each of the last three seasons, minus the two-way contract guys. He's been the league's best value contract since he entered, earning just $1.5 million per year to date. So it'll be interesting to see how he responds to being the highest paid player on the team. He's already assumed most of the roles of the team's best player and, and floor leader, but it'll be interesting to see if there's any new dynamics now that he is going to be the highest paid player in the locker room. I want to thank Adam Mates of Locked On Nuggets for the update on Nikola Jokic. The Locked On Podcast Network is continuing to provide expansive coverage of your favorite sports teams from the NBA, the NFL, and soon to be full on the MLB. It is growing very quickly. Head over to LockedOnSports.com for all the latest news and updates from the Locked On Podcast Network. And obviously keep up to date here at Locked On Broncos. So without further ado, let's jump into our Picks 24 through 19 on the Denver Broncos top 30 players list of all time. Like I said, there was a lot of discussion about it. And this next guy we're going to talk about was a pioneer of football, a guy who was around when the NFL first became the NFL, and that's Lionel Taylor. He played wide receiver for the Denver Broncos from 1960 to 1966. He was a phenomenal player for the Denver Broncos, and he was a wide receiver in 1960 when the Denver Broncos were actually conceived as a team. That was actually a really cool thing to be part. He's one of the OGs, the originals of the Denver Broncos organization. Uh, and in five of his seven seasons with the Denver Broncos, he led the NFL with receptions. He totaled a total of 543 receptions in his career, finished with 44 total touchdowns. And he also kind of expanded the way that the game was played. Now, in the 1950s, 1960s, the NFL was more of a power-running dominant type game, and he really revolutionized what it meant to be a catching receiver at the position. And he was inducted into the Broncos Ring of Fame in 1984, the first ever Broncos Ring of Fame class, 1984. He was he made it there, and he surpassed 1,000 yards receiving over four times in his total career with the Denver Broncos. That's absolutely huge as well. And, and I tell you what, I really wish that in the sport format of today, the way that we have technology, I wish we had more access to game footage from the 1960s, the 1970s. That you know, stuff like that would be phenomenal. You know, if the NFL decided to come up, because you know, NFL film has if the NFL decided to come up with a kind of like a pass you know like UFC has fight pass um, you have you know this growing technology I think the WWE network has some kind of on-demand type thing if the NFL had this on-demand subscription where you could access archive videos I know they have game pass but you can only go back to 2012 but if they had game pass and they included some of those elder years of the 1960s 1970s 1980s where you could actually have access to those games I would absolutely 110% pay 20 bucks a month for that. I would. That that would be huge. History is important in the game of football to see where it is to where it's evolved a little bit. And so that would be very, very exciting. I would love to play that. You know, if you guys did that, let me know. Tweet me at Cody Work NFL on your thoughts. That would be an awesome thing in NFL on-demand service. That would be huge. Coming in at number 23, and I tell you what, this guy, he's the original uh, Billy Bad. I can't even say the word. He's a bad mamma jamma, I can tell you that. The boy John Lynch, safety for the Denver Broncos, played safety from 2004 to 
2007 with the Denver Broncos, had a Super Bowl win in Tampa Bay, part of a very, very talented defense down there in Tampa Bay with John Gruden. He and Warren Sapp were some key leaders on that defense, and John Lynch came to the Denver Broncos, and at that point, he teamed up, obviously, with the likes of Al Wilson and Champ Bailey as members of a very vaunted and very talented, stingy defense that really thrived for the Denver Broncos, and it all kind of really helped out when Jake Plummer came and became a Denver Bronco, and the offense got a lot better from what it used to be. Now, John Lynch was a guy that absolutely smacked people. Coming across the middle of the field, if you threw it John Lynch's way, I tell you what, you're going to make him pay. And I, and I was talking with Cameron Parker, the Cameron Parker show last night, and I think of the 2000s, the, the you know, obviously the year of the 2000s, 2010, etc. I think of the safeties, the Mount Rushmore of safeties from that era, and I think of John Lynch, Brian Dawkins, Bob Sanders, Ed Reed, uh, Troy Polamalu. Those are five guys, in my honest opinion, that really, I think, epitomized the game of what it meant to be playing as a hard-hitting safety in the National Football League. John Lynch brought the boom. He almost ended Drew Brees' career. Now, when the, he was playing for the Chargers, uh, I believe it was a game. I think it was an, It had to have been an away game. I think it was an away game. I think it was at San Diego. Drew Brees goes to die for a ball, and John Lynch, you know, just goes and he hits him. And at that point, that's when Drew Brees had that really bad shoulder injury that ended up sending him to New Orleans after that. So John Lynch uh, was really bummed out when he was released by the Denver Broncos. He went on to the New England Patriots, and then he got cut. He just didn't make the final roster at that point. But John Lynch was a very, very vocal leader for the Denver Broncos defense. He was a good mentor for a lot of guys. He obviously played opposite of my good friend Nick Ferguson. Uh, he played alongside Darren Williams, Champ Bailey, Dre Bly, some very talented defensive players for the Denver Broncos, Al Wilson. And I, I, like I said, I kind of alluded to it yesterday. When the Denver Broncos lost in 2006 to the San Francisco 49ers and that field goal, it almost kind of felt like, man, this is this feels like the end. It feels like the end for a lot of players. Al Wilson had to retire. Oops, spoiler alert. I mean, if you already if you know Broncos history, you knew that. But Al Wilson is on our top 30 players list all time. We'll get to him at some point. Uh, but, you know, keystone members of those, Al Wilson, Champ Bailey, John Lynch, they really brought this ferocious kind of tendency to the Denver Broncos that I think is very valuable. When I look back at some of the greatest defenses that have ever played in the National Football League, and I look at the Denver Broncos in 2005, I think they're one of the greatest teams that have never won a championship. And they should have won it that year. That was tough. That was really tough. So John Lynch comes in at number 23 on the list and, and now obviously doing a lot of great things in San Francisco as their general manager. I think he's really, really improved the entire organization. Him and Kyle Shanahan have done a phenomenal job. So congratulations, John Lynch. You are here on the list. Now the next guy coming in at number 22, his nickname is Tombstone. Now Rich Jackson, he's a feared, feared defender. He played defensive end for the Denver Broncos from 1967 to 1972. He's one of the toughest and meanest Denver Broncos of all time. And he accounted for 43 career sacks for the Denver Broncos. He made the Pro Bowl in 1970 and 1971. Now they actually made a rule. The NFL had to create a rule because what Jackson would do is he would slap the head and the helmet of an opponent, you know, of an opposing player in front of him to be able to rush the quarterback to get a pass rush. He used to smack him with force and used to dizzy guys, and they had to create a rule for that, um, which is crazy. You know, you imagine how many times they think in that you know realm he had big hands too, getting clubbed by those things. That's absolutely crazy, and I think he's one of the most uh, forgotten Broncos players that fans really 
kind of overlook a little bit that they don't really recognize until after you say something. Um, the Chiefs Hall of Fame quarterback, Len Dawson, you know, when, when he was speaking on him, he, he gave a quote saying, when I think of him, I think of pain. So as an NFL defender, if you get a quarterback to think of you and associate you with the word pain, that's a pretty good thing there. So uh, Rich Jackson comes in at number 22. And then our next Jackson coming in at number 21 on our Denver Broncos top 30 players list of all time. We have Tom Jackson, played linebacker for the Denver Broncos for many, many years, 1973 to 1986. He is a Bronco for life. He was a fourth round selection for the Denver Broncos in 1973 in the draft. He played at Louisville and he went on to have a ring of fame career with the Denver Broncos. He was part of the Orange Crush defense for the Denver Broncos, a three-time All-Pro selection from 1977 to 1979. And he had a total of 20 career interceptions from the linebacker position. He's a very, very solidified member of the Denver Broncos. He played in 191 career games, which is Evidently a lot more than any Denver Broncos player that has played on the defensive side of the ball in history. He played the game at 5'11", like another guy by the name of Elvis Dumerville. 5'11". He was all heart, over height, and that's actually something that you know we applaud. And, and I'd love to go back even further and watch some games from the 70s and obviously going into the 80s. You know, that's a, that's a great span to be a career NFL football player. Now, Tom Jackson is a very special part of Broncos history, and he comes in at our list at number 21. Now, I think this next guy that we have here, you guys might be familiar with him. You know, he's the head coach over at Valor Christian in Colorado, the high school uh, powerhouse program that is in the state championship every year. His son, Christian, Dylan, Max, they all played there. Uh, Jack Elway, I believe, or even Jack Del Rio played at Valor Christian. So Ed McCaffrey, number 20. And I tell you, what, when I think of Ed McCaffrey, I was going to think about a guy who had a lot of heart and was one of the toughest receivers in the game. Unfortunately, and I'll always remember him breaking his leg, but still holding on to make the play. You know, Ed McCaffrey is a very phenomenal guy for the Denver Broncos. And I think there's a lot of different things that we have to look at when we analyze that whole entire scenario. So looking at that with Ed McCaffrey, he uh, he was very dominant. Obviously, he had a, the key block in Super Bowl 32, 1998, um, 1997. And in in 1998 in the Super Bowl, he caught 64 passes during that season for 1,000 yards. He had 10 touchdowns, and that was his only Pro Bowl selection for the Denver Broncos in his NFL career. And obviously, his career was cut short due to the breaking of the leg and obviously the injury. Now, Ed McCaffrey, he set the Broncos' single-season catch record, which has been broken since then. He had 101 catches for 1,300 yards. And in his career in Denver, he is fifth all-time in receiving yards, fifth in all-time in catches, and fourth all-time in touchdown receptions as well. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion, and he was named to the Denver Broncos' 50th anniversary team. He also is a guy that should be added to the Broncos' ring of fame. Obviously, it's not happening this year, which is a bummer, but... Number 19, our final pick of today's segment. We get into picks 18 through 15, actually 18 through 13 tomorrow. And that is Demarius Thomas coming in at number 19. Now, I'm going to say it right here. 
Demarius Thomas is one of the most underappreciated wide receivers in team history. I feel like a lot of Broncos fans really overlook the value of what Demarius Thomas is, and a lot of people want to try to look at his contract and say he's not worth the contract. You know, who are you to say a guy's worth you know this much and this much? Demarius Thomas really thrive. We got to see Demarius Thomas for the first time really excel. And it all started obviously in that playoff win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He got the slant pass from Tim Tebow and he galloped down the entire field. We saw glimpses right there. Primarily that year was Tim Tebow throwing the ball to Brandon Lloyd as their primary target. Demarius Thomas really evolved and took the next step when Peyton Manning became the quarterback of the Denver Broncos in 2012. Now, I, I guarantee you, Demarius Thomas plays at least two more seasons for the Denver Broncos. He will own every single franchise record as a wide receiver. He's very, very gifted. He is a guy that is big, physical, and he's he's almost got that basketball player type frame where when he runs his comeback routes or his hitch routes, he can really box out a defensive back, and that's absolutely phenomenal to have as a wide receiver. You have to have the ability to do that. He plays like a tight end. He's big, athletic, and he's strong. He's battled some injuries over his career. But overall, I really believe that Demarius Thomas is well-deserving of being on this list. He's very tough, too. And I, and I, I go to the New York Giants game last year, and he was banged up. He had an ankle injury. I believe he had 10 catches for over 150 yards. The Denver Broncos were trying to come back against the Giants. And after that game, that's when the real slip for the entire team kind of uh, occurred. And so that was something that was very, very unfortunate, but he, he's continuing to fight, obviously heading into his season this year for the Denver Broncos. He has the opportunity to pass Rod Smith and some of those records that Rod Smith currently holds as the franchise leader for the receiver category, Demarius Thomas is in striking distance of those. And the good thing about it is Demarius Thomas is only 30 years old. He can still play another couple of years in the National Football League as a receiver. And, uh, you know, I think it, it, the thing with him is when you have a quarterback like Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning elevates the game of everybody. And then you go from Peyton Manning, you go to Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler. You don't have the same solidarity. You didn't have the same consistency at that point because you got to have chemistry with those guys. So I'm hoping Case Keenum can really propel, you know, Demarius Thomas to get to the next level. So that's something I'm excited about. So that does it for our segment of today. Analyze picks 24 through 19. Tomorrow we're going to go through 18 through 13 here on our Denver Broncos top 30 players list of all time. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Broncos. Give me a follow at Cody Rourke NFL. Look forward to this. It was awesome. If you want to see the article, kind of get a little bit of a cheat or a little preview of what we're going to talk about tomorrow. If you haven't looked at the list already, head over to predominantlyorange.com right now. Denver Broncos top 30 players list of all time. We have you covered there. Get the inside scoop. Check it out. You'll get a little bit of a head of who we're going to announce tomorrow. That's okay. You know, we're going to analyze it, give our reaction action as well. Once again, this is your host, Cody Work. We'll see you tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Broncos.